Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is emerging trends in mortgage origination in 2022. And what does 2030 look like? I have the perfect guest for this, Justin DeMola. He is president of Lenders One Cooperative. He's had 30 years experience in our business. He's active with the MBA. He's on the New Jersey Board of Directors. Prior to that, he was chief operating officer of MLB Residential Lending and president of Hills Mortgage and Finance Company. Hi, Justin. Hello. How are you? Good. Well, I have to ask the first question, which is, how did you get into mortgage <laughs> banking? And you've been 30 years, so you must have liked it, right? I didn't have a choice. <laughs> the family was in, in the mortgage banking business, uncles, mother. and you know, One of my uncles was a founding board member of Impact Lending. Uh, actually, at the time, it was Imperial Credit. Another uncle was president of a bank, did a ton of mortgages. So from the time I was uh, around let's say, you know, early teens, it was all about mortgages, all the conversations were mortgages. And it was, you know, come work with the family, you'll love it, in <laughs> famous last words. So 30 years later, I'm still in this business and have had a great time throughout the tenure that I've been in the business. So can't complain. So Justin, tell us what's been some of the most important lessons that you've learned over these years, especially since you've been in it for 30 years and you've seen good markets, bad markets and everything in between. And now you're seeing it in a big picture. Talk about that from your viewpoint. You know, definitely an interesting business, right? You know, at the end of the day, I think we can all say that, that this business is not stagnant and it's ever changing. And there are so many external forces that are put upon the business the most important thing I learned was always stay the course, put my head down, stick with my strategy, but be able to pivot when the external factors were affecting the business, whether it was rising interest rates or additional regulatory concerns. You know, you really need to be able to be flexible, uh, just like stick with your overall strategy, but you know, ride the wave. The wave is going to come up and come down, and you know, this business is is very cyclical and. You know, what I would say is, you know, it also depends on your on the lens that you're looking through. Uh, what in terms of lessons, you know, one thing that I would tell business owners who who are who are successful, you know, definitely stick with your strategy, be able to pivot, uh, run run your business for the long term. You know, if you're you know a salesperson coming into this business and you make make some really great money in a, in a short short stint, make sure you you learn to save. Right. I think that's what we're going to start seeing a lot right now of salespeople that have made a ton of money over the past two years. And you're going to be you know, in for a little bit of a wake up call on what their earnings are going to be moving forward until the next, until the next rising tide. So, you know, it's just, you know, live, live within your means, budget for your worst year ever. And, you know, just make sure that you're, you're aware of that you're in an industry that's ever changing and had some really great times and, and, and some tough times. But, you know, everyone has done very well in this business. I'm in it for 30 years. A lot of my peers are in it just as long. And you know, once you're in, you're in. So that's always a good thing. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And actually, it's a great point that you make. I really need to do a podcast on how to save for the times that aren't so great. So talk about, you did mention about change and how do you stay on top of it, especially since you run a large group, they're diverse. How do you stay on top of all of it? Yeah, you know, it's that's that's always the fun part of the business, right? You know, I'm 
pretty involved with our membership base. You know, we have we have an advisory council, a lenders one, and you know that gives me a lot of of insight on what's going on and what the concerns are. But you know, as you mentioned in the intro, I'm very active with uh, with the MBA. You know, I'm on the Warpack Steering Committee. I'm a CMB. I'm also the resident CMB instructor. So really, just you know, through the you know, just through the network and the connections and, and the member base, you know, hearing what people's pain points are, and 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 yes, it's a it's a hugely diverse organization. I mean, our largest member closed sixty billion. Our smallest member did about two hundred fifty three hundred million. So when you look at at the, the spectrum there, it's it's quite large, and everyone has a different pain point. But you know, coming from from their side of the table and going through most of what they've gone through or what they're going through. It makes my job a little bit easier, but for me, it's it's the conversations with the members, my peers, and really just you know being part of of this industry on a daily basis and getting into the weeds. So, Justin, I think that's a great intro into the topic that we're going to talk about today. So, what are your members, and what is your vision on what you think the trends will be for 2022? And then we'll segue into looking at really far looking at 2030. So what what is it that you see that you think are some different trends than we normally see? I mean, we definitely see when refinancing fades, then it's time for purchase money. But talk to us about that. I think there's a couple things that are going to happen, right? You know, everyone is already positioning themselves to to gain more of, of the purchase market share. And, and how are they going to do that, right? You know, you just saw you know, yesterday there was a merger between Redfin and Bay Equity. That's a way Bay Equity is is looking forward in, into getting getting ahead of the borrower. You know, same thing with 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 Rocky and, and the True Bill purchase. So everyone is really looking at how they can get the customer earlier in the process to increase the market share on the purchase side, and and that's one thing that you're going to see across the board. We're hearing it. You know, we have we have some pretty cool things that we're doing at Lenders One. That are working with our members to be able to, to help them fill the top of their sales funnel. But more importantly, when you're looking at you know, where is this industry going, I think you know after the financial crisis, the technology in our industry was delayed for for many years. Right, everyone was kind of afraid to invest in the mortgage space because they didn't know you know where where it was going to be and what was going to happen. And you know the holy grail in today's world really is you know the humanless mortgage or the one touch mortgage that that's really manufactured through automation, whether it's AI, RPA, or machine learning. And you know, I'm going to go out on a limb, and maybe it's not even a limb, but, but say that that's really the trend that we're seeing on our side, right? And whether the size, shape of the, of the member that we have, everyone is looking for this loan manufacturing workflow to be as seamless as possible, as humanless as possible. Um, and really, you know, using services that are going to get, you know, sources of truth data from directly from employers, directly from, you know, financial institutions and creating or manufacturing this loan in the most automated way possible, right? And it's not what, you know, some of the operations people you know, want to hear or are happy about in terms of underwriters, processors, but it's the way the industry is going. And those people will be repurposed into different segments in the industry because, you know, remember, I, I don't see in the next, you know, 10 years or, or eight years now, you know, being fully, you know, humanless like, like the credit card industry is for the most part. 
So that's a great point that I want to dive a little bit deeper in. So you see it more just on the manufacturing side of our business, the operational end of it. But what do you see on the front side? Do you think it will be ever 100% humanless? In other words, the loan officer role, where do you see that kind of going? That's a great question, right? And I think, especially in our lifetime, you know, there's, there's going to be, you know, whether you go to a gas station that's self-serve or, or full service, right? You're going to see there's a segment of the population that needs their handheld. It's, it is the lar- one of the largest transactions that most people will make in their life. And they're going to need some consultation from a subject matter expert, such as a loan officer. However, uh, on the other side, when you look at some of the other, other companies that are out there, that are really trying to, to reduce the human element and the consultation element on the front side of the, of, of the transaction. So I think the worlds are going to converge, right? You're going to, when you look at how do you, how do you create efficiencies in the mortgage space today? Yeah, everyone's saying it's technology and the loan manufacturing part. We also know that sales cost is, is a large cost, you know, for, for all of our members. So what do you do? Right. If you can, in a perfect world, if you can use technology to have a borrower apply and manufacture their own loan and process their own loan, that's a really good pickup and and will bring rates down some. Right. And then the cost of the borrower will down some, but requires more input intervention from them. But then you're going to have certain people that that really need a financial guide throughout this process and say, you know, this, this is the best term for you, right? This is the best product for you. Oh, no, you have something under credit. Let me help you get that removed or fixed or corrected. You know, you're making this much money today, but based upon your career, this is where you think you're going to be five years from now. You know, what, what do you, what do you do and how do you do it? So you're really going to need, if you look at just, you know, equated to the, to, you know, the, the stock trading world, right? There's a lot of, you know, do it yourself, but, you know, financial planners and stock, you know, stock advisors are still out there. And, and that's, that uh, industry is far well ahead the, in the curve than we are. No, I agree with that for sure that we can, if we look at the Wall Street firms, it used to be that you used to have really individual salespeople. A lot of times that's been all replaced with automatic, really pricing engines that do the trading. So it, we have, we've seen these other industries. We haven't moved as far. But when you actually, Justin, look at all the investment that companies have made and people have made these comments before, it really hasn't changed that much the cost of production of a loan. Um, it hasn't <laughs> reduced it. It hasn't reduced it that significantly. It certainly has made the file larger, but I mean, outside of that. Interesting that you say that, right? You know, obviously, I think when we talk about when we talk about cost, I think you know, in terms of technology, I think the first hurdle there is efficiency. Right? How do you get the loan through the process as efficiently as possible? Right? A better, which which yields a better borrower experience. And to get to that technology to start, it's not. It may be just as expensive as as manufacturing a loan with a human but you're going to reduce your cycle times, pick up on your hedge or wherever and have a better customer experience. Over time, as those technologies start to blend and play well together, and that's one of the things that I'm working on at Lenders One, it's really, you know, you know with a really nice tech, well, manufacturing tech stack, 
blending different technologies and providers together to, to work seamlessly. As soon as you start to do that and it becomes more straight, mainstream, those prices are going to come down, right? Think about right. the prices of cell phones in, in, in 1990 sure. versus, and, and, and the cell service versus where we are today, right? As technology becomes more prevalent and more widely used, you know, innovation and competition are going to drive those prices down. So you, we will get there. The question is, what is the timing of us getting there? Right. And I think we need to get the efficiencies and the conveniences first, like the cell phone brought the conveniences and the efficiencies to, you know, to the industry first, and then start getting more innovation and competition to bring the prices down to a, to a very reasonable level. So what is your response to uh, what other folks have said, and, and certainly I think there's a good comment about it, is that the innovation that's happened in our industry really has been driven by the agencies that the lenders themselves, very few of them, obviously Rocket's an isolated case, but certainly yeah. maybe United Wholesale's another one, but the innovation has been pushed down to the industry and not been seen as a differentiator between lenders. What's your thoughts on that? You're 100% correct with that statement, right? When we look at, you know, most originators in the country, anyone who's worked, you know, manufacturing a loan, underwriter, processor, loan officer, closer, funder, all you're doing every day is putting out fires. Right. And what are we going to work on? We're going to work on you know, money-making activities, i.e. closing loans. So the companies that were able to you know, afford a dedicated technology or strategy person were able to you know, think outside the box a little bit and say, hey, we should do this or we should do that. Then you also have the culture that's pushing back on them and saying, you know, the, the salesperson saying, I don't want to, I don't want to take that POS, or I don't want to try that CRM, or I don't want to do this, or the underwriter saying, I don't want to do that, right? So you have all these different forces that are working against each other in at, at the IMB level or the, or the originator level, as opposed to when you look at the agencies, the agencies are saying, hey, you want to do business with us? This is what you have to do, right? So everyone quickly quickly adopts that technology, but what right. we're starting to see now is that is that the, the originators want to become innovative. They want to say, okay, you know what? I want to order a flood cert. How do I do it in the best, most efficient manner, right? right? Without having a human habit to touch it. So they're coming to us for the use of our technology that we're developing, right? So they can order their flood certs or their system can order their flood certs for them, right? And starting with little tasks. Those, you know, if you have to order a thousand flood certs a month, and it takes you two minutes each one, do the math and, and reverse engineer how much that's going to save you if you can get a computer and do it behind the scenes. So we're starting to see that now. Um, we also say that a lot of our, our members, again, putting out fires, closing loans, making money, don't necessarily have the time or, or the budget or even the, the technical expertise to come up and create their own technology or tech stacks to, to manufacture alone and increase their, increase their operational efficiencies. For them, it's easier to throw heads at it, right? You know, fill seats, get people, get more people, right? But then unfortunately, when the industry starts to contract, as we're expecting it to see this year, those people are, are, are going to be looking for jobs. How do we allow our, our members to scale on the increased volume and then not have to let people go on the slowing origination world? So what are your thoughts? I mean, I, my last question for you is that, and, and I've been in the industry as long as you have been, and so it's still really this issue of bringing in younger people, all of that would make technology adaption a lot easier, but frankly, you don't really see it. And you see it in bits and pieces, but not really. And so 
what are your thoughts on that? Because we can develop all this great technology, but if oh. we don't have anybody using it. <laughs> Funny that you that you say that, right? So we deal with plenty of technology partners on a daily basis, and they all are young and eager and aggressive, right? And <laughs> and they want to get this technology out there as quickly as possible. Right. However, I will tell you that I sit on almost every meeting I sit with our members. When we have roundtables, when we're together, you know, my, from my own personal experience, the changing the culture or affecting the culture in your organization, whether it's your sales team or your underwriters that pushback and the decision has to be made. Do I force this salesperson to use this technology and risk losing them? Or do I allow them to do what they want to do because they're generating X amount of dollars for us on, you know, they're my number one salesperson generating X amount of dollars for us. Right. That question comes out and that dilemma comes out in every single meeting we have with every size lender that we have. Right. And it's so funny because the answer is it's easy. You just tell them to use it or leave. Right. But, but when it comes down to it, when it comes down to that, no one does it. Right. So I think everyone has the best intentions as, as leadership in, in the organizations that the best intentions. We want this technology. We're going to, we're going to show them it works and they're going to love it and we're going to be in great shape. But the, the penetration is difficult when it comes to getting your salespeople to, to adopt the technologies. But if you could show them that they can make make more money with it, it's we're seeing more traction o over time. And I think at some point you're going to see you know the older blood leave the business, and then obviously it's, we're going to have to fill the bottom end of it with, with some younger people, and and you'll probably see a much bigger uptick at that point. Well, I'm on that topic with you. I mean, I've been doing this now for a long time as a consulting business, and I am always uh, transforming sales staffs, but it's still the same old issue for sure. So Justin, why don't you share a couple <laughs> of takeaways for our audience today? When we look at 2022 and going forward, what's that's going to look like? Yeah, I mean, it's more of the same, right? Some more change, more uncertainty, you know, more, more surprises from, you know, the FHFA and the GSEs and guidelines and capital markets, right? You know, and nothing, nothing stays the same. I mean, what I would say, like, like I said earlier, keep your head down, stick with your strategy, be able to adapt. We are in what I believe is the best industry in, in the world. You know, we have a lot of fun. We help a lot of people get into homes. Just stick with it. Use technology as much as you can because that's the way it's going to go. So don't be a late adopter. Try to be a, a, an earlier adopter so you can be ahead of the curve when, when the pendulum does swing. And you know what? Have, have, uh, you know, have positive attitudes moving forward because I think everyone's going to have a little bit of a culture issue in this, this declining origination world where, where people are used to making a lot of money, whether it's loan officers or processors or underwriters who are getting bonus that are now, you know, and getting overtime pay that are now going to be hoping to get loans across their desk and, and, and got to keep everyone motivated because that's, uh, that's the backbone of, of our organizations. Well, I think they're words to live by. I think you're right on, Justin, and I certainly appreciate you sharing your thoughts today. And I want to thank everybody for listening. I appreciate you spending time with us today. Thanks so much, Justin. No problem. Have a great day. Thanks all. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock at qfsconsulting.com.